This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. President Trump is set to declare a national emergency in the coming days. Hello, I'm Walker Wildman, host of Exposing Washington. You're listening to this show on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us this Saturday afternoon. A lot going on in the news, a lot going on in Washington, D.C., and we're going to break it all down for you. We're going to talk about what the mainstream media is not talking about on the show today. Once again, this is Exposing Washington on American Family Radio Network. I am your host, Walker Wildman. And before we jump into the show, I want to mention a few things. Of course, you can always visit our website, AFR.net, AFR.net, catch our podcast there. If you go to AFR.net, at the top of the page, there's a podcast link, and you can click on that, scroll down a little bit, and then you'll see the Exposing Washington podcast link. And then you can catch the show, all the show information, all of our social media pages, everything regarding Exposing Washington can be found there. Another update I want to mention, and then of course you can download the AFR app on your phone, but an update I want to mention is with India Partners. Last week on the show I mentioned that American Family Radio was partnering with India Partners to rescue children out of the, the red light districts of Mumbai, India. What's in the red light districts? Sex trafficking, child trafficking, prostitution, uh, and it goes on and on. A lot of dark things go on in India, specifically in Mumbai, India. And so what AFR is doing is we're partnering with India Partners, who has boots on the ground, so to speak, and we're providing days of safety for these children escaping the uh, sex trafficking and the darkness that goes on in India there. And But the, the good news I want to update you with is our goal from the beginning, the past two weeks, was to provide 14,200 days of safety for these children. And I will am very, very glad to report to you this morning that our listeners stepped up to the plate and provided 22,600 days of safety for children in India. So that's something to be thankful for, something to be excited about, and we praise God for his providence and allowing our listeners uh, the, the blessing to uh, bless these children and care for these children in India. So that's a good news update outside of Washington. But jumping into Washington, D.C., you know, President Trump has been fighting for this border wall for months. And he's, he's faced resistance at virtually every level. There's people inside the White House that don't want the wall. There's people in Congress that don't want the wall. There's people in the media that don't want the wall. There's people in Hollywood that don't want the wall. There's lobbyists that don't want the wall. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So President Trump is, is 
has many enemies, many enemies, especially inside the Beltway. Well, I want to play a clip for you just to set this up. Because some people or some conservatives are giving President Trump flack this morning, this afternoon on Saturday. They're giving him they're giving him a hard time, so to speak, because he's signing this budget deal, this budget deal to fund the government. And there are bad things in the bill. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to lay out what's in the bill, what's wrong with it. But. I just want us to refocus our attention that President Trump is not the problem. President Trump is not the problem. And to jump right into this, I'm going to play clip one. This is Rush Limbaugh on who President Trump is really up against. Let's listen. Trump remains committed to it because he remains committed to making America great again. But he has a unified opposition like few presidents have been up against in our life there you have it that's a that's rush limbaugh there and uh he's exactly right this president president trump is up against the most the most has the most enemies that any president especially in our lifetime and i would argue he's one of the most vehemently opposed presidents in american history when it comes to having virtually everybody stacked up against him even people in his own party don't like what he's doing. And so President Trump there has opposition from many sides. Uh, The second thing I want to bring up is uh, is that that this agenda, President Trump's agenda, is it just takes time. It takes time. We're two years in. Now, do I wish more things had had been done? Of course. But when, when President Trump is up there in Washington alone... Fighting for this America First agenda, we got to be patient with him. We have to be patient with him. And I believe, and Rush Limbaugh said in another clip, and we'll play it in a little bit, but um, he talked about how, you know, this is why one term is not enough. It takes two terms, eight years of a presidency to really make a long-term difference. And so we got to remember that President Trump is not the problem. Does he have people around him who are the problem? Of course, there are people around him, like his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who are not really all that big about the wall. They want unfettered immigration, and that's what all the Democrats want. So those people are the problem, but President Trump is not the problem. But I just want to jump right into this legislation, and I want to break down this bill for you. It's... 1,200 pages long. It was released on Thursday. Thursday, well, technically it was released on Wednesday night, late Wednesday night. Then they voted on it it Thursday after lunch. And the bill is, it's, it's it's bad legislation. There's no other way to parse it. It's bad legislation. So I'm going to walk through with you What's so bad about this budget bill? And you're not going to hear this anywhere else. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Just a couple things here that 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 are bad about this legislation is, does it, first off, does it give President Trump wall money? That's the question that many of you are asking. The answer to that is yes. It does give President Trump 
1.375, I got to talking too fast, 1.375 billion for 55 miles of border wall in the Rio, Rio Grande Valley sector, which is in, in South Texas, Southwest Texas. So there is wall money in the bill, 55 miles. Now, if it were just wall money in the bill, that would be great. But there are other things in the bill that are not so good. Just a couple things I want to point out is, let's see here. It basically expands catch and release. And you might ask, how is that so? Well, the this legislation reduces the number of beds. I'm trying to find it. This is a you can imagine 12,000 pages, but I've got it highlighted here somewhere. The, the, here, here it is. So the reason we have catch and release and what is catch and release, you might ask, it's when we detain illegal immigrants crossing our border and then we virtually have to let them go because we don't have enough detention space. We've talked about this on the show. They don't have enough detention facilities on the southern border to house all the illegal immigrants, okay? So when you reduce the number of detention facilities that we have, the number of beds available, then that's virtually increasing catch and release. That's ex expanding catch and release. So this bill expands catch and release by reducing the amount of, of, of beds in these detention facilities from 49,000 to 40,000. It reduces the number of beds by four, from 49,000 to 40,000. So a 9,000 decrease in border facility beds available for these illegal immigrants. What does that mean? What's that going to translate to? That's going to translate to more illegal immigrants being released into the streets of our country. That's what it's going to... Uh, that's what it's going to to uh, translate to one other thing I want to bring up not really one other thing uh, many 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 things I'm bringing up here but another thing I want to bring up is that it expands what is called see this is stuff that, that the media is not going to tell you this stuff they're not going to tell you this bill expands what's called the alternatives to detention program the alternatives to detention program what does that mean this program, the ATD program, the Alternatives to Detention program, it allows illegal, illegal immigrants to find housing and shelter in the U.S. mainland without having to go to jail, without having to go to a detention facility. And that number was expanded by 20,000. 20,000 extra uh, illegal, illegal immigrants are going to be released into the U.S. mainland. That's a problem. Now, I will say this bill, let's see, it does uh, give an, a substantial amount of money to technology on the southern border, specifically drug-detecting technology. Drug-detecting technology. Another thing that this legislation does is it provides $3.4 in refugee assistance. Four point, I'm sorry, $3.4 in refugee assistance. 
and $4.4 billion in international disaster assistance. The only reason I bring that up is because we are sending more overseas to foreign countries to help them, them build their infrastructure than we are sending to our own border to secure our country. We are sending billions of dollars in foreign aid to these other countries, and we're not even protecting our own sovereignty. That shows you the, the absolute problem with Washington, D.C. And before we move on too much farther, I want to bring up, this is clip five. This is Senator Lamar Alexander from Louisiana, actually a Republican from Louisiana. And he's on, he's on Fox News, and he is just saying, you know, this is a good bill. We worked hard on this bill. The, the American people should be proud about this legislation. I want, I want you to listen to this, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to bring you a dose of reality. This is clip five. Let's listen. The president made a strong case for a crisis on the border, the southern border. And Congress is responding in this bill with 22 billion new dollars for border security. I mean, that includes 5,000 more detention beds for, to hold people. That includes more border guards. That includes more technology. It includes 55 miles of new physical barrier or wall. All right. Well, there you have it. I want to play that one more time. And listen to this, folks. Just listen closely. When he, he says there's this legislation adds 5,000 more detention facility beds, that is a flat out lie. I don't know how how I don't know how else to say it. I can say he's being inaccurate, he's being untruthful, but it's all the same. This is a flat out lie to the American people. I'm wondering if this senator has even read the legislation. Let's listen to clip five one more time. The president made a strong case for a crisis on the border, the southern border. And Congress is responding in this bill with 22 billion new dollars for border security. I mean, that includes 5,000 more detention beds for, to hold people. That includes more border guards. That includes more technology. It includes 55 miles of new physical barrier or wall. All right. Well, there you have it. So he, he's right on three of the four items there. He's incorrect on the 5,000 more detention beds. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Senator Lamar Alexander from Louisiana the benefit of the doubt. I am going to assume he has not read the legislation. And I think that's a pretty fair assessment. There's no way he read 1,200 pages of this legislation before he went on Fox News Thursday afternoon. There was absolutely no human way possible to read that many pages, that much legislation in that amount of time. And so he's wrong. The legislation does not add 5,000 more detention beds. It actually takes away 9,000 detention beds, which expands catch and release. So what is Senator Alexander correct about? He is correct. It does add 1,500 more Border Patrol agents. 1,500 more Border Patrol agents. What else is he correct about? It does add more drug-detecting technology on the southern border. Absolutely, it does. He's correct about that. So he's right about a few, and it does add 55 miles of border wall. So, but, but it's just, when you're, when you're a sitting senator and you go on television and just flat out mislead people, that's wrong. 
That's absolutely wrong. So I'm hoping Senator Alexander will correct the record. Will correct the record. So a lot of bad things about this bill. But yes, it does provide some border wall money. You know, but this is the position that President Trump's in. President Trump is in a pretty bad position here because the the shutdown I don't think he would have gotten this 1.375 billion for the wall had he not shut down the government and forced the democrats hand and so to that extent I think the board, I think the the government shutdown worked in president trump's favor but he started losing the support within his own party about halfway through the shutdown Republicans started defecting. And so President Trump is really this, and this is what I was talking about early on. President Trump is stuck in a hard place in that he doesn't, the Democrats absolutely hate him. They will not work with him at all. And then some of the Republicans who have no backbone don't know how to fight with President Trump and for President Trump. And so that's what President Trump is up against. It's really an unfortunate situation up there and i want to go back to clip two here this is what i was talking about earlier about when when rush limbaugh talk uh, conservative radio talk show host said that this trump agenda is going to take a lot of time we got we got to be patient here this is clip two let's listen everything trump wanted to accomplish as part of his campaign in 2016 was going to be accomplished in two years it's why i said winning first election is crucially important Without it, you can't do anything, but it's not by any means the end of anything. It's got to just be the first of many elections that are won. And that means the first of many elections where the American people are educated and vote properly based on being uh, properly informed and hopefully on the right side of things. So it remains an ongoing process. All right, so if, if, if we had Jeb Bush as president and Rush Limbaugh was saying that, then I would probably not be very happy. Let me just say that. But here's the thing. President Trump, Donald J. Trump, has kept every possible campaign promise that he could have kept. And just to name a few, President Trump has consistently nominated constitutional judges to the judiciary. President Trump fought to lower middle-class taxes, which he did successfully. And he also lowered the corporate tax rate, not to benefit the rich folks, although that may happen, which is fine, but it also helps the middle class and the, the poor because the rich folks that everybody loves to hate on, they're the ones hiring everybody. They're the ones employing everybody. And so by President Trump and the Republicans lowering the corporate tax rate, that's allowing these businesses to expand and reinvest that money into infrastructure, into businesses, into their employees. I can't, there's countless companies that gave raises after the, the the tax cuts last year. And so President Trump is fighting for America. 
Another thing that he did, and this, this is a short list that I can provide. I'll actually post like over a hundred achievements that President Trump has done over the past two years. I'll post that on the podcast page at AFR.net. But remember, he moved the embassy, the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He did that in a matter of a couple months. The people who were in charge said, oh, this is going to take a couple years. President Trump said, I don't think so. We're going to get this thing done in three months. And he did. He did. And President Trump had the backbone to move our embassy to the true capital of, of, of Israel, and that's Jerusalem. Every other president promised that, but they failed to keep their promise. And lastly, amongst many, President Trump has, has extremely deregulated our economy. He has extremely deregulated the business environment so that companies don't have to go through all this red tape to expand their business and to conduct their business. So President Trump, and that, that's why I'm willing to give President Trump a little space here. He's up against the whole swamp establishment, and it's not his fault that he's facing these people. It's not his fault that he's facing these people. So, you know, as, as a hardliner as I am, and I'm all about getting things done, we got to get things done, you got to keep your promises, don't waste any time. We got to be careful not to take our frustrations on the swamp out on Donald Trump. Because President Trump, as I've said a dozen times this show, President Trump is not the problem. The Republican establishment and the Democrat left-wing crazies, they're the problem. So that's where we need to focus our energy and attention, and we need to continue to pray for President Trump. And speaking of left-wing crazies, look at this. This is Nancy Pelosi, and, you know, she's the gift that keeps on giving for the Republicans. This is from thehill.com, and I'll post this on our podcast page at AFR.net. But Nancy Pelosi warns, she warned everybody yesterday, that the next president could declare a national emergency on guns. You heard me right. Nancy Pelosi is threatening that the next president, the next Democrat president, could declare a national emergency on guns. You know, this is, this is kind of scary. This is kind of scary because she's not, she's not, out, uh, she's not over speaking. She's, she's right. I do not doubt that you put a left-wing radical in the White House I do not doubt that they will they will declare they will use executive action to to tighten down on the second amendment. I do not doubt that at all. And so Nancy Pelosi's already giving us a warning that if if the left wing Democrats get control of the White House, they will clamp down on the second amendment. So that's something we need to keep an eye on. You know, and and this is the thing with with the Democrats. You know, with President Trump, conservatives keep him accountable because we care about the Constitution. And it's not just about President Trump. It's about the future of our country. And so when there are things that President Trump thinks about doing or does that, that, we, that conservatives believe are outside of his executive authority, then we call him out on it. We tell him it's a bad idea. 
But the Democrats don't have that accountability because they're not bound to the Constitution. They're bound to their feelings and their political agendas. And so Democrats will do whatever it takes to take back control, to clamp down on conservatives, to clamp down on the Second Amendment, to clamp down on religious liberty. They will, they will tighten the noose, if you will, if they get in the White House. Mark my word on that. The last thing I want to talk about before we end the show today is this. Some news broke over the week that Andrew McCabe tried. Andrew McCabe was a former deputy FBI director, also a close, close Clinton ally in the Justice Department. And he admitted this week that he started the whole Russia investigation. This is clip four. Let's listen. I think the next day I met with the team investigating the Russia cases and uh, I asked the team to go back and conduct an assessment to determine where are we with these efforts and what steps do we need to take going forward. All right. Well, there you have it. That's uh, that's Andrew McCabe there on on a cable uh, network this past week. Uh, it was actually a 60 minute interview. And what he admitted there that was after after James Comey was fired by President Trump, Andrew McCabe made sure that he expanded the whole Russia investigation. Why did he expand the whole Russia investigation? Because he wanted to make sure that if Andrew McCabe was gone, if James Comey was fired, that the Russia witch hunt into President Trump, the insurance policy, as they called it, that the insurance policy would stay, would remain in effect. And so that was a a pretty damning uh, admission by Andrew McCabe. And another thing that he talked about was how Rod Rosenstein, who is actually still at the Department of Justice, surprisingly, how Rod Rosenstein was serious when he talked about wearing a wire to record President Trump. Yes, that's right. The number two law enforcement officer in the United States, the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, talked about wearing a wire to talk to President Trump and try to entrap him into some kind of criminal proceeding. That is no joke. And, you know, in past months, Rod Rosenstein said that he was joking about it. But Andrew McCabe says, no, he wasn't. He was not joking about it. He was absolutely serious about entrapping President Trump into some kind of criminal proceeding. And this is what I'm talking about. When I say that everybody's against President Trump in the swamp in Washington, virtually everybody, this is what I'm talking about. People within the Department of Justice are out to get President Trump. And so that's why we must continue to pray. We must continue to encourage. And we must continue to stand with President Trump. Exposing Washington, American Family Radio. You've been listening to it. I'm your host, Walker Wildman. We'll be back next Saturday exposing more of Washington. But in the meantime, visit our website, AFR.net. Catch the podcast there, Exposing Washington podcast page on our website. And until then, stay tuned to American Family Radio.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.